We have all had friendships that have defined us in some way. Whether you met them in grade school or high school or your most recent job, these friends have helped you in more ways than one. We wanted to have an episode dedicated to friendships like that, and TV might do them better than anyone. We are Planet Fantasy, and this is the TV Friendships Draft. Welcome back to Planet Fantasy. We're your hosts, Damon and Kyle. Damon, how's it going, man? Oh, it's great. Football is back. I am happy. It's the best time of the year. <laughs> it really is. How are you doing, man? I'm pretty good, man. We are. I'm excited. We've got a, we got a fun one today. But first, we are joined by not one, but two guests. We're joined by um, Ryan for, I think, the third time, right? Third. First, first hat trick on the podcast. <laughs> how's it going, Ryan? Uh, I'm doing good, and thanks for the reminder, Damon. I need to, to check the, like, four fantasy teams I signed up for. So. <laughs> I think we're in, like, three leagues together, too. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. And we're also joined by a uh, brand-new guest, Miss Nadia. How are you doing, Nadia? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we have a fun one today, guys. We are doing, basically, uh, today is going to be real wholesome. Uh, it's going to be all about TV friendships. Um, I think Damon came up with this one. Damon always has the best ideas. Uh, and we're essentially going to be breaking down. Each of us are going to have four picks. Um, we are breaking down just our four kind of our, our, our ultimate like TV friendships. Now, because this is such a, an open-ended thing, you know, we are, um, we can go with as big a group as we want or just two people. Um, Damon mentioned this to us earlier. It's a good point. If if it's a big group of people, it's more likely to be maybe vetoed or scrutinized. But um, as long as you make a compelling argument, I think it's up for grabs and, and on the table. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, am I missing anything, Damon? No, I believe that's it. As always, of course, if something uh, if one group gets drafted, you cannot draft them. Now, this will be a little bit different because, say, you do draft a slightly large group. And then someone else wants to draft maybe two or three people from that group. That might be able to happen. We will talk about it. Okay. But other than that, same rules as always. Um, yeah. And of course, to to kick things off, we're going to play our, our list game. So, Damon, what's the list game this week? This one's going to be fun. I love wordplay, so I decided we would do the ABCs of Friends, the TV show. So, yeah. essentially... Uh, we'll go down the list alphabetically. Uh, anything from a place to an actor to a character to a famous episode or saying. Uh, if you, it, you know, we'll let it. Uh, if we allow it, we allow it. And so I think we're going to start with Ryan as uh, one of our guests today, and then Nadia can go second, and uh, I'll go third, and Kyle, you can go last. Okay. Perfect. Cool. Um, so for the A, I will go with uh, Alice, who is uh, Phoebe's brother's wife. Uh, yes. Also played by the actress uh, who plays the mother in that 70s show. Oh, okay. Uh, for B, I'm going to do Banana Hammock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with good old Chandler. Nice. I think I've heard of him. Uh, let's see. For D. Five seconds. And now is when we realize how little Kyle Dude. watches Friends. One. Yeah, I'm out. Does not get one. But thank <laughs> you for participating. <laughs> okay. Um, so Ryan. for I have uh, Emily, uh, Ross's ex-wife, who he famously uh, says Rachel's name when he's marrying her. Oof. That's a good one. Okay, so F. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, why am I blinking? Also, for, for the record, I haven't watched Friends in like four years. Can I just say Friends? That's That feels like cheating. No, no. Actually, you know what? I'll allow it. Okay, yay, okay. Well, well, well I, I mean, I don't, it's not just me, though. We have to take a vote. <laughs> uh, no, that, that's the title of the show. I mean, that, that has to work. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it, so. Okay, so I have G, right? Yep. Uh, wow, okay. Um, I didn't expect to get this far, really. <laughs> It's Ross's last name. It's not. No, it's not Geller, right? Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is? Okay. Okay. I, I I wasn't sure if that was right or not, but okay, Geller. Okay. Um. So for H, I have um, Hannigan, which is Mike's last name. Uh, Mike, who marries Phoebe, played by Paul Rudd. Great okay. character. I love Paul Rudd. Okay. Um, wow, okay, I, I'm gonna be so mad if there's just something that's blatantly obvious and I'm just missing it. Is there something, like, five seconds, oh, <laughs> three, two, yeah, I'm not gonna get it, oh, okay, um, I beat it- Kyle, that's all that matters. <laughs> Does anyone have an eye? Would this would Monica's catchphrase count like the I know? You know, probably so. Sure, why not? Good enough Um so that brings us to me. What am I? Jay. Uh Jennifer. As in Jennifer Aniston. Nice. Yeah. Uh geez, I'm I'm struggling with K. Uh, five seconds yeah i got nothing oh okay yeah i I can't think of anything either how about y'all yeah i'm surprised that went as far as it did honestly (laughs) (laughs) so that means i win yes yeah um and what was next k uh no i yeah i don't have any i don't even want to try and think of anything else i'm (laughs) really happy that i won somehow Uh, (laughs) stumbled into that one so that means the order is going to be number one, Damon. Let's see. Number two. Let's do Ryan. Then let's do, let's do Nadia and then Kyle for the, for the turn. Perfect. All right, guys. Are you all ready then? I think so. Yeah. 
I, I, I needed first, and I'm, I was very surprised that I got it. Um, because my number one is had to be, it had to be guy love between two guys, Turk and JD, Scrubs, the bromance of everything. I love them. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I, I had to get number one because I knew you were gunning for them and did not let you have them. And honestly, I think Ryan could have maybe grabbed them too. So I, I wasn't playing no games here. <laughs> um, I mean, come on. They're, they're quintessential friendship. Like, we already, when we meet them in episode one, right, they're already like full on bros, best friends for life. And so we see that chemistry at work. And then it just gets ramped up from there. All the awesome like scenes between them. They, they are so comfortable with each other. You got the eagle. You got, you got the dog. You have how they always, you know, they will always fight, but they will always make up. Like they're better at it than any other couple really you see on TV. They will listen to each other, acknowledge what they did was wrong, and then they'll change their behavior. You know, they're honestly, a re- they would have made a really good relationship if they were into each other. Yeah. Carla would have been really, up- but, uh, you know, that didn't happen. Instead, they're just best friends. Um, so I just want to, you know, kind of share a couple words of the famous song uh, from Scrubs. We're closer than the average man and wife. That's why our matching bracelets say Turk and JD. You know I'll stick by you for the rest of my life. You're the only man who's ever been inside of me. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I just took out his opinion. There's no need to clarify. It's just some of the lyrics of the song to show Beautiful. how comfortable and loving they are towards each other. And so... What do y'all think about Turk and JD as being the first overall pick of this draft? Yeah, I think it's a it's a no-brainer. I mean, I, I said it earlier. Damon and I are just always going to be stealing picks from each other. I think that's how this podcast works. But uh, <laughs> I, I love Turk and JD. I mean, I, Scrubs is one of my favorites. I think upon rewatch, it could easily crack the top 10. Um, but, yeah, like you said, an important distinction is that they're already, like, long-time lifelong best friends when the show starts so that's our like that's already huge and then i was just thinking about the i can't remember what season it was i think it's the last season when they all go to um they go away for the janitor's wedding and like the whole time elliot's trying to pressure jd into like telling her he loves her and trying to make it big or whatever in the end of the episode he's like elliot I love you more than Turk. And it's like this huge thing. It's like, that's how big their friendship is. Cause it's like this huge, I just, that sticks out. But yeah, I mean, you said it, there's a whole song about it. Um, and arguably the best episode um, there. I mean, the fact that their podcast is doing so well right now, like the fake friends, uh, re- real fake, friends, real friends, fake doctors. Yeah. yeah not fake friends. Um, <laughs> they're such good friends in real life too. Like, so that the fact that that podcast is still doing so well, that fr- friendship is obviously so iconic. So what a no brainer. That's great first pick. Thank you. Ron, what do you think? Yeah. Um, it, it was a really good one. Um, I honestly, I totally forgot about scrubs. I didn't have <gasps> it on my, list, but it's, uh, it's definitely a good choice. Um, you know they're uh, they're they're solid friends and they really um, are the driving part of that show. Yeah, Nadia, what do you think? Um, so I definitely thought about them and I was considering putting them on the list, but I have actually not watched all of Scrubs, so it felt unfair of me to pick it because I just like I know they're great friends, 
but um yeah i figured it would get chosen anyway so i'm <laughs> it's not a surprise to me that it was the first choice you know that's a really good strategy there's several that i didn't even really list because of that reason i'm like there's no way i'm drafting them before someone else there's no reason to even put tom into it right. um, yeah. are they your favorite characters of scrubs nadia or who is um probably yeah uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, though, so I would definitely need to rewatch it. Right. To, so sure. I just recently rewatched, uh, you know, because of, you know, COVID and all. Uh, and <laughs> it was just so much more relatable now as an adult than being like a, a kid or even a teenager, you know. And, and to see what all the things that they had to go through. And they just, you know, just kept trudging along. They just kept, mm -hmm. you know, they were there for each other no matter what. And... I just, you know, that really made the show so fun to to know that they were going to be able to rely on each other, even when shit got real and bad. And that show got real sad a lot. Yeah. So to have them and their relationship be such a bright spot was, was is just so fun. And I love the podcast. Uh, I need to watch. I need to listen more. So. Fun fact about the the podcast too. Uh, someone in the the binge boat Facebook group was a guest on the podcast like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, they, they got to submit a question or something. That I thought that was really cool. They shouted out the binge boat group because they know that uh, Donald Faison is a huge Star Wars fan. So they're like, if you need some more Star Wars content, check out you know binge mode. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even mention that. Like, they made Turk a pretty big Star Wars fan too, and like yes. those are just great. Like with Billy D. Oh man. That was yeah. a good episode. Oh, Lando. <laughs> all right. So that's enough about JD and Turk because I could talk all episode about them. But let's not do that. Ryan, hit us with your first overall pick. Okay, cool. Um, geez, there's uh, a few directions I could go here. A lot of good choices. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Max and Caroline from Two Broke Girls. Yes. Nice. Yeah. They're uh the classic uh opposites attract uh friendship. Um, you know, Max grew up uh poor, uh never knowing her father, um her mother exposing her to a lot of inappropriate things when she was a kid. Um, meanwhile Caroline was rich, uh she had a great relationship with her dad. Uh she never wanted for anything. Uh, right up until the show starts when her dad goes to jail for either embezzlement or fraud. It was some sort of financial crime. Um, and so she lost everything and she ends up having to take uh, a waitress job in Brooklyn uh, where she meets Max and um, is lucky enough to be able to uh, stay in Max's apartment. Um, and, you know, they both have their, their rough edges. Um, Max is, is very uh, vulgar and um, she comes off like she doesn't care, but there is a, a really good heart under there uh, as well with Caroline, um, who uh, was rich and can definitely be um, a bit stuck up, but there's a good heart under there as well. Um, and they see that in each other early on. And so it just leads to a, a great dynamic and great friendship for them and, and really um, builds and allows the show to be a, a good one that goes on for uh, quite a few seasons. I love that. Um, Damon, what do you think? Because I, I think you've seen this. I've only seen like two episodes I of this I love show. Two Girls, so I was very happy to hear that, Ryan. First pick, honestly, I love that. They're they're so underrated as a, as a power couple and friendship. Um, they just get each other. You know, like they are kind of from different 
sides of the world, different, you know, backgrounds, but they just get each other. They, they both hustle. They both know the game. They, they don't let people step on them. And, and so they just click so well. And the actresses are phenomenal. Uh, their chemistry is off the charts. The, that, that show is so underrated and no one ever really talks about it. Um, I did not ever finish, so I actually need to go back. But they, they made that show. Uh, their cupcake business, the horse, was every time the horse came around was so good. Um, and oh, yeah, and then you have like Jennifer Coolidge as a uh, Sophie. Uh, they're yeah. from, from communist Poland, and he's so funny. But um, I, I love that pick, Ryan. I really think more people should watch that. So anyone listening should go probably put that on right now. <laughs> what do you think, Nadia? I'm putting it on my list of things to watch after oh. this. So, uh, yeah, I haven't, I've seen a few clips from it, but I don't think I've, I've ever actually seen a full episode. So, um, definitely going to check it out now. It's fair. Yeah. Kyle. I, um, I think I've only seen a full episode, like one full episode, but, uh, I think it came out also in a weird time because it, it was mm-hmm. like, there was such an oversaturation of sitcoms like that. So, I think it just kind of got buried un- unfairly, it sounds like. But um, I-, I do want to check it out. I like Kat Dennings a lot, so I, I certainly want to give it a try. But from the sounds of it, it sounds like they're like what make the show so great, uh, Max and Caroline. So I always love like an opposites attract thing. Um, one of my picks is definitely playing with that. But uh, yeah, I- th- this sounds really cool. Who's the actress who plays? I- Max is um, Kat Dennings, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then Caroline is played by uh, Beth Burrs, I think. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Um, but she she's in a new sitcom. I think it's called The Neighborhood, uh, where she plays Max Greenfield's wife. And they live um, with a, a black or next to a black couple whose names are escaping me. But it's um, she's she's a good actress. And that's a funny show as well. So, yeah. Love I've been that. to watch that because Max Greenfield is amazing. And I didn't know she was in it. So I, I got to watch that. So, Max and Caroline are off the board, and that leaves us with Nadia's first pick for the draft. Okay, I think um, I'm definitely going to make Kyle mad with me choosing this one. Uh, I'm going to choose Troy and Abed from Community. Troy and Abed in the morning. That is, that's that. Um, they're just, they're so great. And honestly, starting off the show, I was not sure how they would match because they do seem like such opposites from each other. You know, Troy being such like a jock at the beginning and Abed just being Abed. Um, but slowly you start to see them just like grow to accept each other and like bring out the best parts of each other. Honestly, they're honestly friendship goals. Um, when they fight, in the show like you feel it like it's a big thing and i just i love it so much they're so great oh yes ryan what do you think um i'm actually gonna defer to you guys on this one because i have not seen community yet um it's on my list of shows it's it's right near the top but uh i have not seen it so i, I don't know the characters but it, it sounds like it's a good pick Oh, it is. Kyle, we're going to let you bask in being <laughs> you didn't get to pick them. I'm going to go next. Um, I, I love that pick. Troy and Abed was easily one of my favorite parts of watching Community. I just finished like a week ago, like if that, and I fell in love with them. Abed is easily one of my favorite characters of any TV show ever. 
And but Troy was so underrated. Like his lines, he had perfect delivery. Um, Donald Glover is so talented at I anything. Love he does. Donald Glover. He is fantastic. I mean, I drafted him in my in the uh, Superman one to be freaking Jimmy Olsen. Like yeah. <laughs> I love him. And and you know, honestly, like I said, I thought about that because of Troy Barnes's character. Their friendship is so fun and goofy. They they just would do whatever because they were just having fun with each other. As long as they were chilling, they were in a good time. They were having a great time. Uh, what do you think, Kyle? How mad are you? Yeah, I'm I'm very angry. Uh, Damon and Nadia have both taken my first two picks. <laughs> but, I mean, I can't be too mad because it's like you have to pick them. So, Troy and I bet, yeah. I mean, the word I would use is just pure. Like, their friendship is so fucking pure and so innocent. Um, Nadia's right. Like, you don't know how it's going to mesh right away because I don't think they, they don't hit, like, the friendship like right from the pilot. I mean, it takes a little bit, but... Yeah, I mean, there. I remember. So I also just finished the show recently. Um, it was like my second or third time watching it. But uh, one thing that really like just st- stuck out from the beginning was when they would do like little scenes at the end of them, like you know, like the Spanish rap and all of that. Like they're so good. I mean, they're they're just so for a show that's still fairly recent. They're so they're up there with like your Turk and JD and and you're like really classic friendships already. Like they're just talked about so often. Um, and yeah, like they don't fight often, but like, like Nadia said, like when they fight, there's like the, the, without giving anything away, there's like an episode where they're basically at odds with each other the entire episode. And it's kind of a silly episode, but it's also really freaking sad. Cause it's like, we're not used to this. Like it's, it hits hard. Um, but they're both so good. They really bring also as actors, uh, Danny Pudi and Donald Glover really bring out like, their strengths really well um so yeah it's it's a perfect choice i'm mad but not super mad <laughs> okay Kyle. well you can get maybe some revenge you have two picks that's true um okay so for my first pick i'm gonna go with one that's very much along the lines of turk and jd um i think turk i honestly think think turk and jd walked so this one could run to, could run but I'm going to go with uh, Sean and Gus from Psych. Um, I just, so funny story. I actually saw Psych before I saw Scrubs. Psych has been one of my favorite shows just forever. Um, And Sean and Gus, I just think, oh man. I mean, that show's great, but they elevate it and make it so much better. Um, They, so like like Turk and JD, when the show starts um, for, you know, if you're listening, if you haven't seen Psych, um, Sean Spencer is, he is very, very gifted. Um, he is very talented at uh, reading people, and he's kind of like the mentalist. And he basically lies to this police department and says that he's a psychic, and that's the premise of the whole show. He gets hired as a consultant, and Gus is his best friend. Burton Guster is his best friend, um, and they kind of get roped into this this big lie, and they're helping the police uh, department out. But um, the show starts they have already been like childhood best friends for for years so they're already so close but they, they're kind of they're very similar to the ones that have been talked about already like Turk and jd and uh troy and abed they're just really goofy and really like silly and like that's what makes it work um it helps that both actors are so freaking funny and most of the stuff that they do like their scenes together um were not written like it was it was pretty much like 80 to 90 percent improv between james roday and Dulé hill um, and you can kind of tell, like, it's just, especially if you watch, if you watch the show, watch like the actors around them react while they're doing their scenes. Cause 
most of it is just off the cuff them coming up with, with jokes and stuff um but i love sean and gus they also go through it in the show um the i would argue the finale of psych is just it's one of my favorite finales of all time and it hits real hard at certain points um you know i don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it but uh sean has this really great heartfelt moment with gus that just it hits it's like that that's that that friendship that you had for years and you just sometimes you don't know how to like talk about emotional stuff with that friend but he really like gets you know it, it, it gets it gets you hard but um it's 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 a great great friendship it's just again it's really pure it's just such an innocent friendship um and uh i don't think that the show would be it's a funny show but i don't think it would be as funny as it is it would just be kind of another procedural show without that like that really charming uh friendship at its core yeah such a good pick ryan have you have you seen psych i have um it's been a while but yeah i I have seen psych and and that's a really good pick um those two uh main actors they they really drive the show and and like kyle said it it turns it from you know just another procedural and into something that's truly you know really entertaining and and heartfelt for real uh nadia how do you feel about this pick um so i've seen a couple episodes i would just like put it on if it was on tv or whatever and i agree completely it is like their friendship definitely like makes the show and makes it so so funny so i think it's a great pick yeah oh it is i love this show i need to rewatch it again because I've never like watched it all the way through fully. I've never gotten to uh, the first time I watched it was with my ex and she started it without me. And then I kind of came in like mid season one and got hooked. And then I think when I started to rewatch it myself, I watched like maybe, maybe almost all of season one. And then something happened, never got back to it. But Sean and Gus are easily the best part of every episode other than Lassie because they make fun of Lassie and I love it. Um, but I mean, you know, you say they really are like a, even more, even closer, honestly, maybe than JD and Turk, just because they've known each other since they were kids. And I love how Joe just really like shows that and really leans on that so much with all the cold opens and everything. Um, and I think they might have like some of the best facial work, like the (laughs) things they make are just gold. Um, I mean, it's been a bit since I've seen it, so I can't name super specific scenes or anything. But just when I think, all I can see is them just just gagging, just like just riffing and just having a fun time. Uh, Gus is making a crazy, like furring his eyebrows at him. <laughs> he's saying something stupid. Um, the premise of this show is just batshit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. So I don't think it would work if they weren't so absurd themselves. And I love it for him. So. Right. That's a great number one pick, even though your number your first two picks got picked. You know, actually, right? That was bad. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess that takes me to my second pick. Um, so I'm gonna go with one that I think is though the show is like so between the four of us, we've just talked ad nauseum about this show, but I think this friendship in particular is a pretty underrated one. Um, so I'm gonna go with Lily and Barney from How I Met Your Mother. Um, there's something about this friendship that I just, so just in the content that I watch and just life in general, I think that platonic friendships between people of the opposite sex is like important anyway. Um, I think that that's very obvious, you know, with Harry and Hermione and and Harry Potter and and just like, there's a lot of stories where that's always such a really special friendship. And I think that's very true with Lily and Barney. So um, 
you know, for anyone listening, I'm sure you've seen How I Met Your Mother, but if you haven't, you know, like Barney Stinson is, is just, he's the womanizer. He's this character who is, until later on in the show, he really doesn't have any emotional attachments to anyone in the show. Um, he's kind of just that outlier in the group who's just there. <laughs> They're all like, we don't know how we, we know this guy. We just known him for a while. He just won't leave. <laughs> um, and what I love is that, like, even Lily feels that way. And she, at very, at a, a, a lot of times, is like, why do we put up with Barney? Like, she gets <laughs> so tired of him sometimes. But also later on in the show, when he starts developing, you know, his feelings for Robin, and there starts to be some stuff that kind of humanizes Barney. The first person that he talks to you about it is always Lily. And they have just this really cool kind of relationship where they're, he's like, or she's one of the only people in his life that he's really vulnerable with and honest with. And I think that's so important just in life. Um, and I just love, like, there, I just watched an episode the other day where he, uh, I can't remember the context, but he's in the bar talking to Ted and Marshall and wearing his uh, threesome belt. And Lily just walks in and sees it. And she's like, hey, threesome. And like high fives him. It's just the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Um, Barney is a kind of an oof character sometimes. But Lily just balances him out. And like does, she, she does call him on his shit like numerous times. I would say more than the rest of the cast. Um, so I love that. And I just think that, uh, again, like the four of us always talk about this show, but I think one of its strengths is that each individual actor just has so much chemistry with, with the rest of the cast. It's not just like one group of people or whatever. They all just work so well together. And that's very true of, of Neil Patrick Harris and, and Allison Hannigan. But I just think that their friendship is, again, that kind of friendship is so important anyway, where you're just able to be, able to be like open with someone. Um, and yeah, I, I love, I love that friendship. Oh man, that's a great pick. Nadia, what do you think? I think that's a great, great pick. Uh, Kyle actually said something that I was thinking about when he first uh, said that pick. And I was thinking she calls him on his shit. And that's like a great thing for their friendship, honestly, because yeah, everybody else kind of, mentions when Barney does something that maybe he shouldn't or says something he maybe shouldn't but like when Lily says it he listens like and I I love their dynamic and yeah perfect Ryan what do you think yeah it um it's a slam dunk pick definitely it was one that um was on my list that I was thinking about um and yeah it you know Bar Barney has one of the um most humanizing and emotional moments in the show um early in I think it's the second season um, after Lily and Marshall break up uh, and she's in San Francisco doing her art thing. Mm, um, yeah. You know, Ted's trying to help Marshall get through it. And, you know, we've, we've talked and, and, and we, we shit on Ted a lot, but I, I, I do think his heart was in the right place. Um, but the advice and the, the help he was just trying to give Marshall was just not helping at all. And Barney actually took a trip out to San Francisco, um, talked to Lily uh, you know, let her know how much Marshall was struggling, how he thought they should be together and that they were perfect for each other and that um, she should come home. Um, and he also makes a point of it to have it so that she doesn't tell anyone that he visited her because he doesn't want the credit. He just wants to uh, help, you know, help them mend their relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a really, you know, humanizing moment from a character that, uh, like you guys said, we didn't get a lot of that in the beginning. Um, and I think that really helps cement their friendship. Um, and then like you, like Nadia and uh, Kyle mentioned, um, 
uh, Lily does call Barney out not on his shit frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in part because she she sees the good qualities in him and, and she knows that, um, you know, if he settles down and cuts out his antics, he can actually be a really good partner to someone. And I think he is in, in most of his relationships on the show, you know, for the most part. And so Lily really sees that in him and, and tries to uh, to pull the best out of him when she can. Oh, man. You know, this is a really good pick. I was really expecting a different pairing from How I Met Your Mother to get picked first. But, you know, this is easily one of the, the best pairings in How I Met Your Mother because they're, you know, they're kind of similar in a lot of ways. You know, they're both kind of just very sexual creatures, for one, uh, you know, and they, they, they very well much speak their mind almost at all times. Uh, Lily mainly just because she can't help herself. <laughs> She's really bad not speaking what she thinks um but you know the fact that she will always call uh barney out like i've always said it i think that's why barney gravitates to her so much because he himself thinks he knows he needs that in his life he knows he needs people to ground him to keep him from being so being so him you know like he can't be legendary all the time he needs someone to tell him to step back and just to be him and lily does that for him and I think he really, really appreciates it. And and I can't. I just restarted just recently, and so I'm on, in season one. I can't wait to get into the later seasons just to see their their friendship grow and to get to that point. But seeing it right now, it's it's so fun seeing the disgust in her eyes every time he's he wants a high five or he goes to to you know try another conquest. It, it's great. So so just knowing that they they really form a bond is is, is making it. Uh, the first season such a fun time. Uh, that's such a good pick, Kyle. Thank you. So that I believe that would lead us to Nadia's second pick. Okay, so my second pick, um, I believe this is the first pick with more than two people. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be uh, Jess, Nick, Schmidt, and Winston from New Girl. I just feel like their dynamic, the four of them together, is just amazing. And, I mean, the whole premise of the show is that, like, she is the new girl. She is a roommate. And it's just, like, them doing roommate things and arguing. And just their friendships just seem so real to me. And, like, the stuff that they argue about, like, while sometimes it's a bit extreme and a bit just chaotic, I can also see, like, me and my roommates arguing about the same thing. And I just, they, like, grow together and learn to love and accept each other. And just, they're all such wild personalities and so different, but they just go together so well. So. That's such a good pick. Oh, man. Uh, Ryan, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's it's a phenomenal pick. Um, they were definitely on my list, um, both as like separate friendships and all together. But yeah, New, New Girl is, is a wonderful show, and and um, yeah, like Nadia said, they're they're all really different, but they just they go together so well, and they they balance each other out, and um, it's just a, it's a great dynamic between um, that group of people. Um, and even though there's you know a lot of sitcoms where a group of friends are either living together or hanging out um it new girl's really unique and i think a lot of that is just because of the personalities of the actors and actresses and how they um you know uh coincide with each other 
Yes. Um, you know, I, I think what makes them so awesome is they're so every single one of them is very eccentric, you know, they're very unique in their own ways. And so they all just kind of clash, but also just kind of radiate off each other. Their vibes are so chaotic. Sometimes mm-hmm. it creates such fun episodes. True American is, yes. is one of the, I, I, we, can we all play one day guys? Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course. Okay. It has been decided. Um, but one thing I always think about is, is this line. Okay. Uh, when when Jess is uh you know scratching Schmidt's uh itch in his undercarriage, yeah. you know when he has the penis cast, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> you know, and so I, I think it's Nick, maybe went I don't know if it's Nick I forget Nick or Winston uh, walks by and what is going on, you know, and <laughs> it's just like this is friendship, pure friendship, <laughs> and you know they they do anything for each other. They will call each other out. I think all of them has called each other out multiple times. They are, you know, they are there for each other in more ways than one. They're not afraid to tell them that they're doing something wrong or stupid, especially when it's Schmidt. Back <laughs> <laughs> jar is, is classic. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yes. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I, I love this pick. I didn't expect it because I thought she was going to go with like maybe a, just a one pairing. So I love that it's the group because they are as much as they're all great individually, the group. And honestly, like not to dunk on coach, but like he doesn't belong in that group. I love yeah. I love coach and I love Damon Wayne's Jr. But mm-hmm. the group is definitely these four. Like it works. With, I mean, you, you get CC later and, and Allie, but it's definitely these core four people. Um and yeah, like y'all all nailed it. Like they're all just so weird by themselves. And it's it's funny. New Girl is definitely it's one of my favorite shows. And it's definitely a show where I just go back so often of like, okay, Winston's my favorite character. No, Nick is my favorite character. No, Jess. Like I just go back between all of these people because they're all so good by themselves. And then you, when you get the scenes with all four of them, like I always think of my favorite scene is when it's like one of the openings it's the episode where it's actually a pretty sad episode it's when nick's dad dies but it's the opening episode where they're all like i don't know how they have balloons but they're all like taking like these the helium from these and then nick walks in he's like i just got off the phone my dad died and they're all like silent he's like aren't you gonna say something and then the three of them are like hey sorry buddy like (laughs) that's what makes the show so great because it's just so stupid but it's so funny because they're all like they I, one thing it's important too is like not a lot of sitcoms really get into like uh roommates who actually get tired of each other mm-hmm. and they really do get tired of each other like they very much bicker and argue and it's it is really true to life i would say the interactions between those characters are very realistic of like what it's like living with roommates um and yeah again like all four of them work by themselves but when they're together it's just comedic genius <laughs> Oh, so true, so true. Oh, that that is such a good pick. Um, New Girl is one of the best shows, in my opinion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Okay, before we keep talking about them, because I love them. Um, <laughs> next, uh, I believe Ryan. What? Who will be your second pick? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so... For this, I'm going to pivot a little, and I think I'm going to take the first um, non-sitcom friendship uh, in the draft, and I'm going to go to uh, Game of Thrones and pick Jon Snow and Sam. Nice. Okay. That's a good one. 
Yeah, and um, it's it's just such a great friendship. Like they're they're really different, but also really similar in a way. Um, you know, they both show up on Castle Black, um, outcast essentially. Um, John, because of his um, you know heritage and his high birth, even though he is a bastard, um, and Sam because of um, his stature. You know, he's not he's not built like a warrior. Um, and even though, you know, we see later in the show, we see moments of incredible bravery for him uh, in the beginning. Um, he thinks of himself as a coward and um, he's just he's really struggling there. And uh, so is John, because John's just, you know, he's a better fighter than everyone else. And they all resent him for it at the beginning. Um, and so they they lash on to each other and they make a really good pairing. Um, and John sticks up for Sam and he helps him, like, find his his inner courage um, and Sam, you know, helps level John out and helps attack problems from uh, a different angle. Um, and John really recognizes how valuable Sam is. And so when he becomes Lord Commander, um, you know, he makes sure that he's the, the, the next steward um, and then sends him off to Old Town to research about the White Walkers. Um, and he just, you know, he keeps Sam in a valuable position uh, and it pays off big time when he's able to... Um, you know, discover the White Walker's weakness um, and, you know, come back to help re relay that information. Um, and it's just in a <laughs> in a show when pairings um, don't last very long and, um, you know, having friends is a, is a luxury. Um, they definitely have a, a great friendship and it stands out. That's a good thing. Kyle, what do you think? Uh, I like this pick a lot. I, um, so it's, it's hard for me to talk about this show now because of the later seasons. And I actually haven't gone back and rewatched anything since the show ended. I just, it kind of broke my heart when the show ended. So, um, but I, yeah, John and Sam, I mean, that's, I really like both of them. I think John is, it's a cliche pick, but he's probably my favorite character in the show. And so I think Sam really like balances him out in ways. Um, I, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think that they work really well together. Um, Ryan put it really well. I just think that, um, yeah, this is a, this is a really good pick. Sorry. It's, it, I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on game of Thrones right now. Cause I've consumed so much content since the quarantine started, <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I, I love both of them individually, but they do. They're, they're, especially in a show like game of Thrones. I'm glad you broke from like the sitcom mm -hmm. trend because mine, my list is very much very sitcom heavy. So, um, in a show that's as like really messed up at times as Game of Thrones, the friendship between John and uh, John and Sam is really like a, a source of light in a really dark show. So yeah, I like that pick a lot. Yes, um, I you know I I love that Jon Snow is is mentioned again. Of course, I definitely my favorite character along with Arya in Game of Thrones. Um, I also have very bad feelings about the the last season or two. Um, or four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or four. Uh, um, you know, but I love their friendship because I felt like, you know, this is the first one we've talked about that has any real, um, I guess, any uh, danger involved, any like real life uh, situations and problems other than, you know, uh, just you know, relationship problems. They they have to survive. They they are in the Night's Watch. They're they're trying to uh, protect this. They're and then they go off and you know tr 
fight White Walkers together, and and I just love that Jon Snow needs, I think, Sam more than Sam needs Jon, honestly, mm-hmm. because I, for some reason, Jon needs things in his life to protect and to, to live for almost, um, up until, of course, maybe the end when he was like, I'm not going to live for anything but myself. He was just done. But and so up until then, he was always fighting for something. And and Sam was his best friend, someone who he, he saw a lot of courage in. And, of course, Sam gravitated to John and was and so inspired. And we saw what helped, you know, what that he became because of that. Uh, it's just a really good friendship. Definitely the best in Game of Thrones. Uh, and for anyone who says Tyrion and uh, Bran, I mean, uh, Bron, they're stupid. Uh, this is definitely the, the best one. Really good pick. Uh, mine's not going to be all sitcom, but I don't know if I was going to go real any fantasy. So I was, was surprised to hear Game of Thrones. Good pick, Ryan. Well, what do you think, Nadia? Um, honestly, when I think of Game of Thrones, I don't think friendship. So I did not even consider this as an option. I didn't even think of it, but I love it. Um, and I think like a really good moment in their friendship is when... Sam tells John in the last season about everything, you know, and it just like, it had to have been such a hard moment for both of them, but for, it had to have come from Sam. Like they had to be there to support each other. Like Sam going through losing his family and John figuring out everything that John had to figure out. So I, I think, yeah, they're a great pick. I love that. Wow. Great, great uh, bringing that up because that's really true. No one else really could have done that. I don't think it would have worked like as well. Yeah, that was really well done scene. Yeah, definitely. If there was one good thing out of last season, that that scene <laughs> is it. That in the in maybe the the Brienne Brienne being yeah. hired. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so okay. when I talk about the last season of Game of Thrones, those are the two scenes. I mean, that is it. Nothing else happened. <laughs> Wait, did something else happen? No. No. Okay. That's <laughs> very short. Yeah, I arrived for the first episode. I think the first two episodes are, are actually really good. And then um, after that is where things start to go downhill. It goes downhill so quickly. <laughs> yep. It, it really does. They should have really broke those spokes in that wheel. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I believe that leads us to my second pick. Um, so I had JD and Turk for the, for the first pick of the entire draft. And since then, let's see, my second pick did not get drafted, thankfully. And, uh, this is another bromance that I think is just so warm and accepting of each other. They hype each other up so much and it's a part of one of my favorite TV shows ever. And that's going to be Jake Peralta and Charles Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. Oh, that was my next pick. <laughs> ah, sorry, boss. Uh, had to. Like, Charles Boyle is the is the friend I would love to have. He, like, it's not even that he worships Jake. It's just that he supports him, like, mm-hmm. unconditionally. You know, even when Jake does something stupid, you know, he might actually kind of maybe tell him it's a bit wrong, but he will always be there for him and essentially doing whatever he needs to. Um, and like, they have like the best dance routines. Awesome. <laughs> um, their high fives are amazing. The cold opens they have together. Are so fun. Um, and then like Jake Peralta, of course, this, this great 
cocky but fun and like a, he's like a big puppy he's just like a a puppy and a person mm-hmm. and to have this this person who just loves him like charles does is exactly what he needs in his life because otherwise he i, I felt like he just wouldn't be as happy and so that they the their power together makes them who they are i think and i love jake and boyle such a good friendship yeah uh, what do you think brian since you were going to draft them next yeah, I mean, um, it, it's a really good pick. Um, another show that, that I love, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, and there's a lot of good relationships on the show, um, but I I definitely feel like the most consistent friendship is um, Jake and Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, like you said, it's, um, Charles is a, you know, he's a very supportive friend. Um, you know, he's, it, it's not... Um, he does, uh, you know, disagree with Jake at times um, and, and points out when uh, when Jake is wrong. Um, but he's always going to, you know, he's always going to be there to um, to back him up uh, and, um, you know, and, and be, be there with him. Um, and then, you know, Jake is uh, he's like you said, he is he is kind of cocky sometimes. But um, and, you know, he re- while he recognizes that Charles is goofy, he always recognizes that he's a. Uh, he has a really good heart, and they're uh, they're just a really good pairing together. Nadia, what do you think? I love it. I love the show for one, but yeah. the two of them together just make me so happy. And okay, honestly, you guys starting off the podcast saying that this is gonna like be a feel good kind of thing. It really is because thinking of this friendship, especially, just makes me so happy. Like. They support each other through every single thing that, that you could possibly think of. And it's just so cute. And honestly, to have a friend like that at work, even better. Like, it must make the workday so much better. I didn't even think about that. You know, like, that's so important. I don't think I've, I will ever have, like, a work friend like that. That'd be clutch as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. I... Um... Brooklyn is just like nine. Uh, it's just like, it, what's his name? Mike Sure. Yeah, Mike Sure is just on a roll. Like the dude is responsible for some of the greatest comedies of all time, and Brooklyn is up there. Um, I think uh, there are a lot of really good friendships on the show. One of my, it's not my pick, but what I was considering Hitchcock and Scully because I think that they're just so weird, and I love that. That speaks to me. Um, but yeah, Boyle and and Peralta. I mean. One really important distinction to be made, too, is that Boyle does not, I think Damon mentioned this, but Boyle doesn't just, like, worship Peralta for no reason. Like, it's not, because that kind of happens a lot in these shows where, like, there's one character who's kind of goofy or, like, kind of looked at as, like, the loser or whatever and, like, just worships, like, the cool guy character. But, like, he just supports him. He's, like, a really supportive friend. And Jake is, like, he loves Boyle like his brother. Like, there's, it's a mutual kind of, like, love between the two of them. And I think that's really important. And um, I mean, Boyle might be my favorite character. I think he consistently makes me, him or Holt, the two of them, they make me laugh more than anyone else on the show. But yeah, for a show that has so many good, like individual friendships, theirs is probably the, the best one. They, like they consistently, if they're on the screen together, I'll probably be smiling. <laughs> right. They, they, I'm just smiling this entire time thinking about <laughs> The 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 uh the thinking the thought of Boyle always getting so happy when he's able to tell people Jake is his best friend <laughs> just 
it's so cute. It's it's amazing. I love it. Uh, so, I guess that means I have another pick. Um, and that pick, of course, never got picked either. So I'm just gonna roll with that one. Um, I promise I'm not picking only bromances. It's just <laughs> these were very important to me, and I, I had to get them. And this one very much so for my childhood. Uh, this show is is was my favorite show growing up. It's still one of my favorite shows. Uh, the rewatch value is amazing. It, it hits all the important notes so well, and their friendship makes the show like everything. There's everything to do with this show. Their friendship drives it, and that's Sean Hunter and Corey Matthews from Boy Meets World. Wow! Damn it! <laughs> 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 David, <laughs> come on! I'm sorry, we're the same person. <laughs> uh, so, and of course, I just typed Sean Matthews and Corey Hunter for some reason. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, when we see them, they're they're friends, but they haven't really experienced life together. But we get to live that with them through the series. We get to see them grow up together. They go through all the stuff with first girlfriends, their crushes getting mad at each other, the fact that they're on different sides of the track, it never mattered to them, you know? Uh, Sean would get very, you know, weird about it and upset, but Corey did not care one bit that Sean was poor or that he lived in a trailer park. Like, none of it mattered. All that mattered was Sean was, as, uh, was, Sean was there for him. They were happy. They, were, they had fun together. And that's, you know, they were brothers for all intents and purposes, I always think about one scene that always really gets to me, and uh, it's the scene when uh, Mr. Turner gets in the accident. Oh. Yeah, and uh, so this is going to get sad. Uh, Cor- you know, Sean is uh, kind of seeing this group of uh, kind of cult-like, you know? It's this dude, Mr. Mac, and he's very using a lot of fancy words and being very supportive to a lot of these kids, you know, showing them that they – they can have a place to stay with him, you know, if their parents are, aren't there for him. Uh, and so when Turner gets hurt, Sean wants to run to them. But but Corey, who's, you know, been trying to be there for him, and Sean's just been with them, he, he gives them a hug. He's like, you know, you want a hug from, from them? No, this is a real hug. You know, he hugs them and yells at them, you know, you can't just run away to them who's, you know, giving you false promises. Corey tells him, you know, he, you need to face it. You need to face this and, and just take it. And Corey said he'd be there for him. And it's, it's just so emotional. Um, but that just, it it's throughout the entire show. Like, they're there every single time for each other. From their wedding, the wedding, to college, to, to playing baseball. They're, you know, I love them so much. So, Sean and Corey. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, it's, um, it's a really good pick. Jeez, I didn't... This one was another one that wasn't on my radar, but thinking about it, it's it's kind of a no brainer. Um, it's uh, it is a show that you really um, you see them grow up uh, on, and and they stay close throughout. Um, and they're uh, they you know they have a lot of differences in their personalities, and I think they um, they help balance each other out, as we've said about other friendships. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's a really really good pick. Nadia, what do you think? I love it. Um, I definitely remember watching the show, like, growing up. 
Um, but my, I have a lot of younger siblings and they watch Girl Meets World, which follows Riley, who is Corey's daughter. And I mean, Sean comes back for some episodes and even in like the next stage of their lives, like when like kids and marriage and all of that are a thing, like they're still close friends and it's still just amazing and a adorable like i love them yeah yeah they i mean they're they're such a pure friendship which we've said a lot already Mm -hmm. but like and also too i think damon you made this distinction it's really important is like a lot of these picks these are all adults and we kind of get the context after the fact that they've grown up together or they've been close friends for a while we get to see in real time Corey and sean growing up together going through like a lot of real life shit like together i mean the Boy Meets World is in that group of 90 shows that was like really funny, but like hit really hard sometimes. Like the episode you mentioned, Damon, I was, this is obviously one of my picks as I exclaimed earlier. Um, but, but I was going to bring up, yeah, cult fiction is like one of the best episodes. It's such a bizarre only could have happened in a nineties show episode. Um, I think they even did like that when like a character comes out at the end and like does a special special message like hey we talked about drugs in this episode and here's why like i think they did that with this episode but uh that episode hits really hard and it's like so just it so highlights the best parts of their relationship because Corey and sean like you said they're on different sides of the track and they definitely live different lives but Corey never once cares about that and like he just supports him like he just like Sean, like we're brothers, like that's never been a doubt. And also extending past Corey, his whole family, like Alan, is that his name? Alan? Yeah, Alan. Yeah, Alan is like, he gets in a straight up, almost like a fist fight with the cult leader over Sean. He's like, you can't take him. I, that's my son. Like, it's so good. I'm getting chills thinking. Such a cool friendship, especially like, you know, like I said, like they grow up together. Um, There's some, they learn really important lessons together. I mean, we get, again, we get to see that in real time. Sean is there for Corey through all the ups and downs of like the Topanga relationship. Um, and we mentioned this before with like Lily and Barney, but they do call each other on their shit too. Like they're later on in the show. I think it's when like they're in college, Corey and Topanga go through some real bad stuff. And uh, Corey kind of treats Topanga like really horribly. And Sean is the first person to call him out on it. Um, and yeah, I just think that for the, as long as the show is on, they wavered, but they never stopped being friends. And that was like, that was the glue that held the show together. It was, it was them a hundred percent. So that's a, that's a great pick. Love that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I love, that's my number one pick. I just felt like I didn't think anyone would go for it. So I waited and it <laughs> ate off. So Ryan, what is your third pick? Yeah. Um, there were a couple of mine that that got picked, um, but I'm I'm still feeling pretty good about the rest of my list. Um, so I'm also gonna go for um, a show that I watched when I was young that has a lot of nostalgia, um, and it's also gonna be a, a multi-person pick. Uh, and this is gonna be uh, Lizzie Miranda and Gordo from Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. This. Um, this was a really fun show. Um, and it was weird because when I, I looked it up, um, it said it only ran for two seasons and I, I felt like it was a lot longer than that. Oh, really? Um, really? Yeah. That's wow. what it says. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, like the episode seasons or 
It's well, it says uh, I'm looking at Wikipedia and it says uh, only two seasons but 65 episodes, which is a that's a lot of episodes, so that is. Um, okay. I don't know, maybe they just had once the first season go on forever for some reason, so um, yeah, but uh, it's you know, it's a really fun show, you know, three um, young kids growing up and and really trying to to find themselves and navigating all the troubles of um, I think it's middle school that they're in. Um, and then, you know, Lizzie and Miranda really having a, uh, a close bond um, after they had like their falling out with Kate and she became like the popular girl. Um, and then Gordo just also being uh, an integral part of the group and, and really, really like the emotional center of all of it, I think, um, to a degree. Um, and uh, I, I really felt that they played well off um, each other. And there were some episodes where it was like more just Lizzie and Miranda or Miranda and Gordo or, um, you know, Lizzie and Gordo. And um, I, I felt that it like it never really suffered when uh, one of them was out of it for a little bit, as long as the other two were there. Um, and that's why, even though I considered just doing Lizzie and Gordo, I, I thought it was important to have all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been really interesting to see how the group dynamic went as it moved forward as, as like in the movie. And also if the show kept going, like as Gordo started to fall in love with Lizzie, um, it would have been really interesting to see what happened with that. Um, but I think as it stands, it's, um, it's a really nice friendship and uh, led to a, a really enjoyable show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kyle, what do you think? Um, yeah, this is a great pick. I'm, I'm just having like flashbacks to, my older sister, my older sister was obsessed with this show. So she made my brother and, and I watch this show constantly. Um, but I do really like the show. Um, I think it was like right in that sweet spot of just when Disney Channel was just firing like hit after hit. Uh, it was like this and even Stevens were always on in our house. Um, but yeah, this group was like really fun. Um, they just felt like that group of friends that you just wanted to be a part of. Uh, like my sister would just like talk about them like they were her own friends at the dinner, the dinner table. She'd be like, you'll never believe what Lizzie did today. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were so fun. They were, I agree. I think it would have been fun to see them expand more later on with uh, with like Gordo and Lizzie. Um, but they, yeah, they, they, that show just like captured that experience of being in, yeah, I guess it was middle school and, having those friends when you make those friendships like that those can either like last a lifetime or be really short and i think that the ones that they made like they established established pretty early on in that show that those would be like lifetime friendships um between all three of them like i I love that you included all three because that's true like it is important that they're all included they were they all added something so yeah that's a that's a really good pick i didn't even think about that yes Nadia, what do you think? Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, I definitely was one of those who, like, watched it all the time because I was a big Disney Channel fan growing up. So watching that basically my entire childhood because I think I just looked it up. It started in, like, 2001. Yeah, I was, like, three. And it ended in 2000. Why am I saying 20? 2004. So I was, like, six and but they replayed them i think up until i was like 13 14 so about the age that they would have been and it's just i do feel like i kind of like grew up with them and they're such a great friendship to like grow up with if that makes sense 
No, it, it really does, you know, because they were very wholesome, as you know, we've used mm-hmm. that word multiple times, but I think they might hit that more than anybody because they are just in junior high and middle school. And um, they're just trying to, you know, navigate it all. And we only get to see the two seasons, but they're, they just are rocking it with each other. You know, they're there for each other. They get angry at each other, but, you know, you never really see them decide that, you know, they can't, they, they can do this without. They, their friendship is very strong, even, you know, when, when Gordo starts getting those feelings for Lizzie, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that the friendship is between all three because they all work together even when they're alone with each other. You know, Miranda and Gordo, they, they know each other very well. It seems like they, they just spend a lot of time together even without Lizzie. And then when they're all together, they just have so much fun. Um, it's been so long since I've seen this show. I can barely remember, like, anything specific. Um, I just always remember Gordo going on, like, some some of these, like, rants and, and Lizzie and Miranda just kind of looking at him. <laughs> like, what are you saying, Gordo? <laughs> He's like, never, never mind. Um, I, you know, I might go on a Disney binge soon, you know, yeah. maybe Boy Meets yeah. World. Maybe this, maybe even Stevens. Um, I oh, you know what? Actually, my roommates were watching the other day. Phil of the twenty uh, first, Phil of the future. I mean, yeah, yeah. so good. Um, so you know, this just brings back all the good memories. Uh, I wasn't expecting this one, but I I like that it got picked. Yeah, Damon, you're right. Gordo definitely would have those rants occasionally, and I feel like. Right when he would get going is when um, mini Lizzie would pop up and have some sort of like snarky comment and mm-hmm. they would just sort of, like <laughs> stop paying attention to him. Yes, exactly. Oh, man, that's a good show. All right. Uh, so I believe that would leave it, lead us to Nadia's next pick. Okay. So I'm very excited about this one. I thought for sure it would been it would have been chosen by now. Like I was convinced it would have been. So I kind of had just like given up hope that I could pick it, but I love this show. Um, So I'm going to go with Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Buffy, Willow, and Xander. Uh, It was on the list. They are perfect. Like who, like I, if I was in Buffy's shoes, if I was a like a vampire slayer, I would want Willow and Xander for sure to be my friends to go out and, just defeat evil with and it's just I love watching their relationships progress like you know at the beginning Willow has a thing for Xander Xander has a thing for Buffy but like they get over that and they like their friendship grows from that and I think it's just so so perfect and yeah oh such a good pick oh man uh Ryan what do you think yeah, it, it's it is a great pick. Um, I have actually only seen the first season of Buffy, so um, I even though it was definitely on my radar, um, I wasn't going to pick it because um, I don't have the full background for it. And uh, as Damon's told me a few times, uh, Xander gets a lot better after the first season. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, um, he does. <laughs> I haven't seen all of the dynamics of there, but um, you know what I have seen, I, I've definitely enjoyed. Um, and you know any. Basically, anything Allison Hannigan is in is just going to be really good. So, um, Buffy is no exception. And uh, I, I am definitely looking forward to watching the rest and, and seeing how their uh, their dynamic grows from there. Yes. Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm smack in the middle of my first time watching Buffy. I am in season five. Yeah, season five right now. Um, so, I 
I love this group. I, I think that again, it's, it's another fun one of like watching them kind of, we, I mean, the first, the pilot is them meeting for the first time, not Xander and Willow, but Buffy meeting them for the first time. So, um, we get to watch in real time, them kind of grow close. And, uh, obviously they're kind of roped into this, this crazy calling in life that Buffy has. And so I love that. I, I think that, um, like Nadia mentioned, like when it when things start out, you know, Willow has a thing for Xander, Xander has a thing for Buffy, like that could easily kill things. Um, but they all grow as people and they kind of grow together. And I think that just like especially like Willow and Xander's support mm-hmm. for Buffy is like so important to who she is. And um, cause there are a lot of times in the show where she tries to go out and do things on her own. That's kind of a a fatal flaw of hers, I think. Um, and she very quickly learns that she needs their support. And I'm in like season five where like, I mean, there, some shit has happened, but like, you know, even with Xander, like there are times when he feels useless, but like, he's even reminded by Buffy and Willow that like, no, he has a part Mm -hmm. in the Scooby group or whatever Scooby gang. And, and like, they all just work so well together and support each other. Um, and uh even when like there are some great side characters who show up like i I love oz i'm a huge oz fan Mm -hmm. but oh yeah i mean he's a great addition but the core of the show and the 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 heart the heart and soul of the show is always going to be those three yeah um especially when you have the scenes with them and like giles like just them kind of like making fun of giles and that (laughs) relationship i I love it so this is yeah it's a a no-brainer oh one of my favorite parts of buffy is giles just being completely done with all this shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like will you kids shut up (laughs) he drives them up they drive them up a wall and he still loves them i love it this is such a good pick i definitely had it on my list um, I honestly thought it might have gone a little quicker. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Um, and for that, I maybe, you know, admittedly did not have it too high. Um, that being said, their their relationship is so strong. You know, it, the way they meet is, is just kind of random. But, you know, they just click and they decide they get along. And then from there, it, it's like, okay, cool. We're, 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 buff, we're, we're with buff, Buffy forever. Mm-hmm. And they mean that, you know, like this isn't really much of a spoiler, but like going forward in season one, you know, to like in the multiple other seasons, they fight vampires. They slay vampires with Buffy. And it's like, they had like, you know, of course Willow will get a little witchy, but other than that, Xander and and Willow's just normal. And and they're just out there with Buffy because she needs help. They want to help her. And they just have that, that gung ho feeling throughout the entire series. And, it's crazy, you know. I'm, I I just rewatched it for the first time in forever. Um, I actually watched it airing on TV as a kid. Um, so like, before I rewatched it, that's all my memories were was just that and a bunch of rewatches syndication. And so have, doing this rewatch uh, showed me that their friendship is so important to the show to each other. Um, like you said, like Kyle said, Xander a lot of times feels very pointless, feels very alone and lost. And, and Buffy and Willow definitely always tries to make sure he knows that he's there, there for him, that they care. And, you know, he really does have an important part of the team. And the way that Willow and Xander end up becoming such good friends for each other and what they mean to each other, I think, is one of my favorite parts of the show. And I almost thought about doing just Willow and Xander 
Yeah. I also considered that, especially when Willow gets into her, I, I don't want to get into too many spoilers, but when Xander helps Willow a lot, especially in later seasons, and like nobody could connect to Willow the way that Xander does. So like I definitely considered that as well. Yeah. That's, man, I love that show. Oh, So good. So good. Ryan, you got to jump on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I need to catch up. <laughs> it gets so good in, in the next few seasons, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Buffy, Willow, and Xander. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a good trio right there so far, Nadia, with that, Jess, Nick, Schmidt, and Winston, and then Troy and Abed. That is formidable. Okay, must- I'm, I'm going to be honest. Nobody's picked any of my top choices, and I was not expecting it. Like, <laughs> I am so happy right now. Well, you know, we're just getting to know you, so next time might not be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Kyle, that, that brings us to your next uh, two in a row. Yes, so, yeah, for my last two picks. Um, so for this one, I'm going to go – this is one that's fairly recent. I have only um, – I watched the like little bits and pieces of this show as the second season was airing. And then I really went back and just like where right as the quarantine started um, watched, there's only two seasons of it, but watched the whole show all the way through and so impressed by it. Um, Damon knows my love for this woman runs deep. Uh, Bridge. Yeah. I, I, I'm a, I'm a huge flea bag stand. So I'm going to go with, uh siblings i'm gonna go with uh fleabag and claire from from the show fleabag um so yeah for those listening if you haven't seen the show fleabag it's basically it is a comedy but it's really it's a really kind of dark show it's um phoebe waller bridge is the creator of the show it started out as a one one woman show um and she brought it to television and she's the lead actress and it's basically the first season about is about this character who uh, just experienced like this huge tragedy in her life and, and is kind of coping with that. And, you know, her family is trying to help in a way they can, but also just trying to understand her. And that's a big dynamic in the show. And that's where you get this relationship with her sister, Claire. Um, they, for, I would say for all of these, they have the most fraught relationship. Um, it really goes back and forth. There are moments in season one where they legit like straight up hate each other. Um, and they just have a really troubled relationship because of things that happened in their past and kind of their strained relationship with their father. And they really have to work through that. And one of the most like satisfying kind of, there's a lot of emotional payoffs in season two, but the, one of the biggest ones is the payoff of their relationship in season two. They just come to such a, like a real and honest understanding of each other. Um, and Fleabag is obviously, obviously the more, you know, outspoken and the more um irreverent one and claire is more about keeping up appearances and they both challenge each other and and like breaking those down and claire is really good about like calling fleabag out when she's not being real and honest and fleabag is really good about calling claire out when she's just being fake and they they're just i mean they're so authentic to how sisters are in real life um and i just think that uh you know, just Phoebe wrote the two characters so well. She obviously drew most of the show is drawn from her real life experiences, but definitely this relationship. She said that it, she drew a lot from her relationship with her sister, and that definitely um, it shows. It's it's a very again, it's like it's it, it gets very like hard to watch sometimes because it's just it's a very troubled relationship. 
but um and the two seasons they're very short like they're both i think like six episodes um six or eight episodes classic bbc um mm -hmm. but uh once you get to the end of season two it's just they have really been through a lot in those two seasons and they the way that they leave things off together um season two is more about fleabag relationship with someone else but the way they leave off her relationship with her sister in season two it's just really nice and it, it it ties it up really well. And um, I think that it it's definitely one of the most emotionally resonant, like uh, sibling relationships I've seen in a show in like a really long time. So it, this is my weekly plug. If you're not, if, if you're listening, you haven't seen Fleabag, please go watch it. It's on Amazon prime and it's fucking incredible. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go first because no, I have not seen it. And I don't know much else about it other than what you just told me, Kyle. Um, and I was kind of trying not to listen because I don't want anything spoiled. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I've heard you talk about this show multiple times, and I have nothing but love for Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I, I need to see this show. You said it was on what? Uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. I'm going to watch that probably soon. Yeah. It's on the list. <laughs> it's definitely on the list. Uh, but, Ryan, have you seen Fleabag? I have not. Um, I, I have heard that it's good, um, so it, it, I need to add that to my list as well. Um, but yeah, I, I unfortunately, I have not seen Fleabag. Nadia, have you? I have not, but with uh, Kyle's little speech right there, I am definitely going to give it a shot because that sounds wonderful. I love a good sister friendship. Uh, I love my sister personally, so... Like, and I think we're pretty close friends. So anything that could tie into that, I I love it. So yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> Sibling friendships are very, you know, different and special, mm -hmm. uh, especially in like TV and movies. You know, like they can be, you, they have so much more animosity. You can have so much more animosity and complexity and still have that closeness because, you know, they're tied, you know, they're bonded right. in that way. So, you know, I'm very interested to see their relationship now in this in this show. So thanks for that, Kyle. Of course. Yeah, I, I will plug that show until the day I die. Mm -hmm. It's very, like I said, it's a comedy, but it gets really emotional. And their relationship is definitely one of the biggest examples of that. So and if nothing else, uh, the guy who plays Claire's husband, I forget the actor's name, but he plays the same type of character in everything he's in he plays like the he's in stranger things season three he's like the crazy conspiracy guy that yeah that, like meets up with the russian and like helps out jonathan and nancy just picture that as claire's husband and there's a lot of conflict there with the three of them you can picture it like it, he plays the same character and everything and so it's yeah it's great it's just all the actors in that show are so so good all right so for the weekly flea butt bag uh, plug kyle as always uh, what are you going to hit us with your very last pick? Yes. So um, for my final pick, I've kind of gone through uh, an emotional journey on this podcast, guys, because you've just stolen so much from me. Um, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, so for this one, this is one that I had on and off my list a lot. And um, it's one that, again, like I broken record. I'm, I'm always plugging Fleabag and I'm always talking about Smallville. But uh, I love the relationship between Clark and Oliver on Smallville, Clark Kent and Oliver Queen. Um, so yeah, Smallville is, is a show about Clark Kent before he becomes Superman. Um, it's a, it's 10 seasons long. So you don't meet Oliver Queen until season four um, and or season five. I think he shows up in one of those two. Um, but he, 
So he shows up right in the middle of the show. And I just love their relationship because a big thing that like a lot of comic fans love and I, myself included is the dynamic between like Superman and Batman. Um, they really like balance each other out really well. They challenge each other a lot. And, you know, with some recent movies, it's more of like conflict side, but they do like, they just, they're kind of two opposite sides of the same coin. They see justice very differently and they approach um, just a lot of viewpoints very differently. And so, uh, because Smallville didn't have the rights to the Batman character, Oliver Queen, Green Arrow, basically like played that role. Um, he, I mean, in the comics, he is very similar to Batman. He's like this playboy billionaire and he doesn't have any real powers. And he kind of has this Robin Hood kind of role where he's just protecting the weak and, and all of that. Um, but when he shows up in the show, he really challenges, you know, he shows up right in the middle of the show and, challenge is kind of how clark is using his powers at this point clark is is kind of using his powers to help people but he's still being very secret about it and and oliver really challenges that and he wants clark to uh come out public and and you know like reveal himself as like the he calls himself the blur in the show and and uh like they just have this really cool dynamic from that point on and they go through a lot in the show there are points when they just really disagree about things and and uh, they have like this huge falling out later on in the show, but especially in, in season 10, I mean, Oliver is, is this isn't really a spoiler because Clark Kent and Lois Lane, duh, but Oliver is uh, the best man in their wedding in, in the finale. And, and like, there's just so much that the two characters go through together. Um, they really are. They're kind of brothers. Uh, and that relationship is formed in like them fighting, fighting crime and stuff. And I just think that their relationship is so, fascinating because it's it is it's two sides of justice and how they approach that and how um they go about that it's very different but they definitely i think they balance each other out really well wow i should have known smallville was going to get brought up (laughs) (laughs) brian what do you think um yeah i i love that uh that smallville was mentioned um it's been a while since I've seen it, so my memories of Oliver are a little hazy compared to, like, say, Lana or Chloe. Um, but I, I do really love that um, this show was picked and um, just that uh, there were a lot of really good relationships on that show, and I, I think it's uh, it's definitely good to, uh, to have this selection. Yes. Nadia, what do you think? I sadly have not seen the show. Um and I I want to, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Fair, you know, it, it's it's an old one. I I will say it is my favorite Superman anything, you know. Um, so if you if you want to watch anything Superman, do this one. Um, I I remember, I haven't watched this show since it aired. Uh, this is another show I watched as it came on. Um, I loved it. Okay, and I always kind of forget about their relationship, you know, Oliver and. And him, I, I re- remember loving when Oliver came onto the show, but I, I never really think about their friendship. But but you know, I always think more about the old, the uh, more the older, the first few seasons. Of course, um, I can't remember too much about the later ones. I really need to do a rewatch. Uh, thank you for inspiring that, Kyle. <laughs> uh, I, I I just remember them always being there for each other. Though they they would always, you know. They knew each other's identities, so that was always a thing that kind of connected them really early on. And then from there, just the bonds that they created, you know, being who they were and the things that they had to do. And and I really like that you mentioned, Kyle, that Oliver was kind of a really big step towards Clark wanting to be Superman, you know, 
it really helped him kind of inspire him to decide that he wanted to to do more with what he was doing. He, you know, he was kind of still doing, he was the blur, you know, he was saving people, but he was very secretive about it. He was still kind of hesitant, but you know, it was there, the, the desire to help. And I think Oliver really was one of the people that helped him get to be Superman in Smallville, even though we never see him be Superman, which really is the one thing I hate about that damn show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, that's how many people feel. I, I, I personally love that. I just think that uh, I remember when the, the show was, I wasn't watching when it was airing, but I remember when the last season was airing, the, the writers were always just kind of defending it, saying like, this was always meant to be a, an origin story, a Clark Kent story. And also, it's funny, when you look at the behind the scenes, Tom Welling was like, I'll sign the contract if I don't have to wear the cape. So I think that was a big reason why they never did any Superman scenes and budget, probably. <laughs> but- Very true. Yeah, but I, uh, I I agree with what you're saying. I think that just, yeah, an important thing why I, I put it down is because Oliver and Clark are, like you said, he pushes him to become Superman. And I think that he's really integral in that. And in this show's version of like the Justice League, these two are like the leaders. They're, they found the Justice League on this show. So like without these two and like the relationship that they have, you don't have that that team. So I think that it's like really fundamental to the show. Also, this show, without this show, we don't get the Arrowverse. Exactly. Oliver Queen was not even on many people's radars until this show. Yeah, that's true. So, big ups for that. (laughs) Uh, Also, Justin Hartley, really good actor. You know, has he done anything recently? He's done some great work on This Is Us, but I would love to see him in more, like, mainstream stuff. He's a a great actor. He is. I heard that show is very uh, sad. Yes. (laughs) So maybe Speaking one of, uh, of Arrowverse. Did you guys see the um, the Crisis crossover where uh, Tom Welling returns? I unfortunately have not seen it yet, but I heard he makes an appearance as one of those Supermen. He does. He's in. He's in one scene. He and Lois both show up in one scene, and it was. I have very, very, very mixed feelings about the the crossover, but uh, th- their scene is easily the highlight. It was just nice seeing them. Uh, he doesn't do much. He's in like one or two scenes, but it's it's really nice seeing them. They still are really passionate about those roles, so it was it was fun to see. It was great, kind of a fan service moment. Yes. All right, Kyle. That is a good four four picks. Uh, want to list them for everybody real quick? Yeah. So um, so for my four, I have uh, Sean Spencer and and Burton Gus Guster from Psych. I have uh, Lily Erickson and Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother. Um. I have uh, Fleabag and Claire. Yeah, her name is never really said in the show, so she's just called Fleabag. Uh, so Fleabag and Claire from the show Fleabag. And I have Clark Kent and Oliver Queen from Smallville. All right. Dig it. Nadia, hit us with your last pick. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I am a huge fan of animated TV shows. Um, and honestly, my first instinct was to make all of my picks uh, animated TV friendships. It was very hard for me to not do that. Um, but my last pick is going to be from my all-time favorite show. Don't you? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I know which one you're thinking of. Maybe. I don't know. But I don't think you guys have seen this one. Um, it's She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. And I'm going to do the best friend squad is what they call themselves, uh, which is She-Ra, a.k.a. Adora, um, Glimmer, and Bo. And 
So, first, have you guys seen it? No. Not yet. It's on the list. It looks so good. Like, the the, the, anim- the, the animated quality looks real fun. Mm-hmm. Ryan, yeah, have I you haven't seen it? seen it either, unfortunately. Okay. So, just, I'm not going to give spoilers, but a real quick intro. Um, Adora is with the Horde, which is the evil organization trying to take over the planet. And she finds this magical sword that transforms her into She-Ra, who is supposed to defend the planet and, like, bring balance to the planet. Like, kind of like an Avatar-ish person. Um, And, uh, but she's with the Horde. Uh, Glimmer and Bo are, Glimmer is a princess of Bright Moon, and they find Adora with this sword that they're trying to retrieve because it's like a first one's artifact and they're trying to retrieve it to use it for their side in the war and they find Adora there and take her as prisoner and then Adora starts to like learn that everything that she's learned in the horde is incorrect like the princesses aren't evil like actually the horde is the one that's evil and she switches sides and then so that's like the start of their friendship is Glimmer and Bo are already friends. And then Adora just kind of joins the group. And at first, Glimmer is very hesitant. She does not like Adora. But by the end of it, like, they support each other through so much. And so much happens to both of them. And, like, they even, like, for an animated children's TV show, they cover such heavy topics. And it's just, it's such a great show. It is by far my favorite. I've watched it through... I think like two or three times since the final season dropped in like May. And it is so good. I highly recommend to anybody who wants to watch it. It's so good. I haven't heard one bad thing said about that show. (laughs) Not one. Anyone who's seen it has said just glowing things about it. It's amazing. Like princesses with swords and like what else could you want out of a show, honestly? (laughs) But... Wow, that that's got to go on the list. You know, I you know animated shows are really in like a, a super high level right now. You know, mm-hmm. you had that Steven Universe, Dragon Prince was is amazing. Um, you know, I think this one's going to be on my ne- the next one on my list just because it you know it just finished. How many seasons are there? Five. Five. All right, yeah. that they, that's some good quality. They ended it, and honestly, best ending to a TV show I've ever seen. Like, oh. it's so, so good. Like, the ending is so satisfying. That's important. Yeah. That's very important, as we've talked about with Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, you, you sold that really well, Nadia. I really am excited to see that show. Uh, you want to give everybody a real quick rundown? Yeah. Your, uh, your picks? So, I got uh, Troy and Abed from Community. Jess, Nick, Schmidt, and Winston from New Girl. Buffy, Willow, and Xander from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Adora, Glimmer, and Bo from She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Yes, good squads. Uh, all right, Ryan, uh, what do you have for us with your last picks? Okay, cool. Um, geez, yeah, this is, has been a really fun and interesting draft. Um, there's still a couple directions I could go, but... Um, I think, uh, again, I'm going to go sort of away from sitcoms. Um, 
So one of my favorite superhero shows, um, at least pre Disney Plus, we'll we'll see what happens with uh, those series that are coming because they they sounded pretty good. But um, uh, anyway, was um, the uh, the Daredevil Netflix show, and so I'm gonna pick uh, Karen and Foggy from that show. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, I just I I really love their dynamic. Um, I. This was actually one where I I had considered picking all three of them, Matt, Karen, and Foggy, uh, but I just I feel like Matt has too much baggage with uh, both Karen and Foggy to add him to this, um, and that's not all on him. Like some of it is on them too, um, but I I thought that um, just the pure friendship was between Karen and Foggy, and I think it really shines uh, in particular in the beginning of season three when um, when Matt is missing. Uh, and so it's just the two of them um, and they have to support uh, each other because they um, not to give too many spoilers out, but they, they think Matt is dead at that point. Um, so they are, are trying to cope with that and support uh, each other um, through that. And I just, I, I really love their bond um, even before that, uh, as they're working together at, at Nelson and Murdoch Um and Karen really has like a big transformation throughout the show, um, and I think Foggy is one that um, that picks up, picks up on that and really helps to support her and and push her towards um, her passions uh, in a way that's a little different from her and Matt's relationship. Um, and even even though the two of them do not have powers on the show, um, their bravery and um, their moral compass is uh, just as strong as Matt or any of the other um, heroes uh, or like the, you know, the Punisher and uh, some of the other people that show up. Um, and so I just, I really love their, their friendship and their dynamic and um, how they interact with each other. Oh yes. Kyle, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, Daredevil is like top tier Marvel content. Uh, I, I guess the jury's still out on whether it counts as like an MCU property, but if it is, it's my favorite MCU property. Um, I, I love the show, especially for all three seasons, the quality is consistent. Like it stays so good from the beginning of the first season to the end of the third season. And Karen and Foggy is, yeah, that's a great pick. Uh, they provide just like the human, Matt is a human being, but obviously he's a bit removed from everyone. And because he's got this calling and he's, he's, the, he's the superhero. So he's a little bit removed and they provide like, they're kind of us in the show. Like we get to see things through their eyes. Um, human being human beings dealing with very, very like human things and in, in a very like elevated situation um and yeah i love the way this group comes together in the first place like the way that they meet karen and take on her case and her evolution from season one to season three is really great it's one of my favorite things about the show she is an absolute badass by the end of the show um yeah. and yeah her relationship with foggy is really cool because um, there is kind of this tension between all three of them when the show starts. And I'm glad that the showrunners kind of gave up on that after a while. They kind of went with it with like Matt and Karen, but the relationship with Karen and Foggy ends up just being a really, really solid like friendship. And I think that that was the best call to make. Um, and yeah, they're, they're there for each other. I'm glad you brought up season three because when that starts, obviously, yeah, they think Matt is dead and they really have to rally and come together because of that, because there are multiple points in this show when they're like, they're hurt by Matt. Matt makes some really dumb decisions in the show. As much as I love him as a character, yeah. he 
makes some really awful decisions when it regards his friends. Um, he's a bit short-sighted. Ooh, I hate making that joke because he's blind. Um, <laughs> but he, when he's thinking about them, right, because he's just thinking about his mission and taking down Wilson Fisk and all that and doesn't really see them sometimes. And uh, they're a little bit collateral, collateral damage at points. And so they really have to lean on each other because of that. And I think that the friendship that developed because of that is really beautiful. And yeah, they definitely provide a lot of the great like emotional beats of, of the show. So that's a, that's a great pick. Right. I, I think Kyle, you nailed that, you know, and everything that Ryan said, um, first off, the actors are so good. Yeah. Uh, you know, Alden Henson from this butterfly effect, mighty ducks, you know, uh, <laughs> and I think it, Deborah Ann Wall. Yeah. Is, is that her name? Yep. Yeah. She, I fell in love with her in True Blood. Like, True Blood was is it was such a fun, terrible show, <laughs> but she was easily one of my favorite parts of it. And then to see her in, in Daredevil, to take the character Karen, who, as you said, the, the the development of this character to to see how what she ends up being so strong, she's able to to you know to to be able to be there without Matt, which kind of almost it seemed like she almost had Matt as a crutch almost you know she kind of relied on matt definitely more so than foggy i felt like early on and then so to see their friendship really take that uh that jump and that drive throughout especially in season three i think works really well um i I honestly like their parts together almost as much as any of the daredevil devil uh scenes you know like all the fighting and action because i think they really give the series real life stake real just realness almost you know like you like kyle said they're they're real they, they're almost kind of like us in this situation seeing what's going on but almost more than that we get to just see how real people would be taking these situations you know uh and they feel very authentic in that um and so i, I like this what, what do you think nadia uh i think that this entire time you guys are just basically calling out shows that i know i should have watched by now and just <laughs> haven't yet <laughs> Um, and I, now I feel so bad that I have like all these shows that I definitely need to watch. So this one's definitely one of those going on the list. <laughs> oh man, the fight scenes are epic. Uh, the, the acting, like the Kingpin is maybe one of the best villains I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't say that. Yeah. He's, I mean, cause he's, he thinks he's the hero and that's like the case for a lot of good villains, but he really like, you get his side of it with, especially with his relationship with Vanessa. Like that's between, I think Damon and I said this before with our animated movies draft, but like between this and into the spider verse, like Kingpin has been so well realized on the screen and just his relationship with Vanessa. Like he's not just this like one dimensional villain. He's so complex, and I love that he sticks around too. He's not just in the first season; he's kind right. of a looming threat, yeah. like all three seasons. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, what what's your favorite thing about Karen and Foggy's relationship? Sure. Uh, and before I say that, I just wanted to say, Nadia, that I'm glad that you said that because I feel like there's a ton of shows that I have not seen and that I missed out on. So I'm glad that I'm not the only person <laughs> in that boat. <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> the favorite thing about them, uh, let's see. Um, I, th- I think they just get each other. Like, sort of like Damon, or was sorry, was maybe it was Kyle was saying that like Matt is, um, like Matt's there and, and he's human, but like because of his powers and 
because of his like strict interpretation of his Catholic faith, like he's just sort of aloof sometimes and it doesn't feel like he's on um, the same level as everyone else. And so the fact that, um, you know, Karen and Foggy really, really get each other and that, you know, um, as they evolve, um, probably more so Karen, because I feel like she goes on more of a journey than Foggy does, but um, they, they really um, get each other and uh, are on a, a similar level um, emotionally. And uh, like Kyle was saying, when, when, you know, people think Matt is dead and, and they need to rally and they very easily could have like, you know, gone their separate ways and just, you know, not, not talked anymore. They, they're really there for each other um supporting wise and then later um when uh you know karen's able to let foggy know that uh, matt is alive and um you know she he trusts her um to know that you know okay i i, I probably should look into this and we should figure out what's going on and so just the fact that um they're able to grow um and uh just really um be a, a great um uh you know point for each other is something I really enjoy. Yes, I, I like all of that. Um, I I want to go back and watch season three again. I don't think I was fully invested uh, for some reason. So I think after you talking about more about Karen and Foggy, I'm a, I'm gonna jump back to it. So uh, Ryan, you want to uh, give us your rundown of your four picks? Yes. So uh, I had um, Max and Caroline from uh, Two Broke Girls. Um, John Snow and Samuel Tarley from Game of Thrones, uh, Lizzie Miranda and Gordo from Lizzie McGuire, and Karen and Foggy from Daredevil. Yes, that's a good list right there. Super underrated people, I think. Like I, I so you you gave them some shine, and I, I thank you for that, Ryan. Uh, Lizzie, Gordo, and Miranda, I think might be one of my favorite picks of the draft. Just saying. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I, I guess that leaves us with one more pick. Uh, that would be me. And I, you know, I thought for a second Nadia might go for them, but then I forgot that you just rave about Shira a lot. So thank you for that. <laughs> pick. Um, we mentioned sibling friendships earlier with Kyle's, you know, Fleabag and Claire. And like I was saying, it you can go through so much more shit together uh, and still have that bond like nothing really happens. Uh, you're so close to each other, especially when you are essentially unable to get away from each other. Say, you know, you're kids and you live with each other and you go to school with each other. It's can be a drag, but these three love each other and seem to want to spend time with each other at, you know, pretty much all the time. And I'm talking about the Belchers, <laughs> Tina, Louise, and Jean. Uh, from Bob's Burgers. And, you know, the fact that they spend time to, together almost pretty much every single episode. And, like, it's not, you know, just saying hi, sitting at the, the breakfast table. No, they hang out with each other at school. They will hang out after school. They will just go on adventures. And their adventures are so fun. Um, all three of them are very interesting. I'll say alone. You know, Tina with her fanfics and the love of zombies and butts and then you have louise who's just chaotic just she loves chaos you know she's she's loud she's not afraid to say what she wants and then gene who's also pretty loud himself he, he's he loves music he he's very vibrant and 
uh, eccentric, you know. He he loves to talk about very adult things, uh, you know, and I, I love that about him. But when they're together, they vibe so well, and I just love all the adventures they get to uh, to do together. And really, that that's you know, there's there's not much more to it, you know. They just make me so happy, and every time I watch Bob's Burgers, I want to see what they're going to do next, and. They make me happy, so I had to go with the Belchers. Um, there's a lot of other picks still left on the board that I thought about, mm-hmm. but Bob's Burgers is is maybe my favorite TV show. Um, I, I've watched it over and over and over again. I will put that on in the background if I just want to hear laughter, because I'm a laugh every time. So what do y'all think? Kyle? Uh, yeah, this is, I've only recently kind of come to Bob's Burgers. Um, I started watching it like maybe just this year, I think. Um, so Tina is just a whole ass mood. Uh, I, I love <laughs> Tina so much. Um, but yeah, they all work together so well. And I love that you picked them because like, yeah, you're right. They're siblings who like somehow just like lo- love each other. Like, yeah uncommon and and, like just enjoy each other and like always hang out like wherever they are and i love that and the voice talent is so good um with this is like a lot of those animated shows where people are pulling like double triple duty and like playing a bunch of different characters but they each put their stamp on like each character really well and like i said like I, i love tina um but the other two are great as well. And I think that they just, yeah, they, they work together really well. There's a lot of like sitcoms and shows that have like the, um, I think of like Malcolm in the middle, like they have like the kids that are all kind of work well together, but I think this one is one of the strongest and they, I don't know, they're just like a lot of the funniest moments in the show. And I'm, I've not even finished it. I've not even caught up before. I think it's like season 11 is coming out. Um, Mm-hmm. but I, I, I still need to catch up, but just like a lot of the funniest moments and the ones that have made me laugh the most have been with the three, uh, the three kids. So yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. Yes. Nadia, what do you think? I think it's a great pick. I need to watch more of the show for sure. Um, I've watched a couple of episodes just completely randomly. And then I think I've watched the first season consecutively. Um, but I love a good like friendship, but they're also siblings. Like I love that. Like it's kind of like a dual relationship where like, <clears throat> like it's just, it's a different kind of friendship than any other. And I love it so much. And they are so funny. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, yeah. It, it's a really good pick. Um, I also uh, need to watch Bob's Burgers more regularly. Um, I'll watch it, you know, here and there, but um, not all of that often. But it it is very funny, and um, the 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 kids are all so unique and and so different that like I feel like whenever something comes up or, or a question is asked, they all have a completely different answer, and each one is like funnier than the last one. Um, yes. and uh yeah it's just it's just great and uh, i don't know it's, it's funny not with them but like the show always just throws me off because um i watched archer before i got into bob's burgers and so whenever i hear um h john benjamin's voice as bob i always think of uh, archer instead and so it's just like totally yeah and <laughs> in, in see i'm the opposite i i well archer just throws me for a loop because i'm like what is bob doing why is he wearing <laughs> this is this is weird 
Um, but, you know, I, I like that you mentioned that they would all have their very own unique spins on things. Those are some of my favorite episodes, which they do quite often. They'll have them all, like, kind of tell a story or, like, tell their dreams. And each one is so absurd, but they are so – it's it's so Tina or it's, it's so Gene. Uh, Tina's will always end up being in some sort of crazy romance. <laughs> and, and Gene's will usually end up being pretty gross. And Louise will probably burn something down or have something <laughs> – um, you know, and and that's just who they are. But they they all click together so well with those personalities. So uh, y'all gotta watch some more Bob's Burgers. Like I, I'll tell you, it hits its peak like seasons four through seven. No, three through seven. Those are just gold. Okay, <laughs> if you want to watch any, watch watch those seasons. So, but, Damon, let's get a let's get a rundown of of your four. Yes, I mean the four winning picks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I went with John Dorian and Chris Turk from Scrubs, Jake Peralta and Charles Boyle from Brooklyn Nine Nine, Sean Hunter and Corey Matthews from Boy Meets World, and Tina Louise and Jean Belcher from Bob's Burgers. I love it. So these are all really, really, really good. Um. Let's just go down. Do y'all have any that we were like, I know I had a few that I wanted to pick. I just couldn't fit like room for them. So um, Ryan, did you have any that like last minute you had to take off the list? Um, yeah. Uh, and um, so there were a couple, but the one, okay. So the, there were two main ones. Um, the first one was, um, Danny, Joey, and Jesse from uh, Full House. Mm. Cut it out. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> that um, I I definitely saw that in my group, and I I ended up not taking it, but I think it would have been a good selection regardless. Um, uh, the other one was kind of out there, but I, I really enjoyed it, and it was um, Sabrina and Salem the Cat from Sabrina the Teenage. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's that's such a good couple right there. That's such a good friendship. Oh, that's that's what makes that show, uh, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's its mean quality for sure. Um, what about you, Nadia? Did you have some that you you wanted to pick but couldn't get to? I have I had like a whole list, and I was like really debating. Um, one that I almost put on was. <clears throat> either of the the team avatars so like from legend of Korra or from avatar the last airbender yes between putting those up there um gilmore girls suki and lorelei oh yeah that was um, gravity falls i almost put uh dipper mabel seuss and wendy and then um adventure time i almost put finn jake and demo yes such a good group right there Definitely heavy on the animated shows, yeah. and you know they do friendship so well. I do think so. I, I fought myself on the animated, like <laughs> you know. I think the the most things we show in these drafts are, you know, uh, I think we do a pretty good job of not just going full on out with like the super expected ones all the time. So, mm-hmm. Kyle, what, what's a couple that you were uh, thinking about going? With so. There was one, as we were talking, I was like, oh, that would be really good if, like, if something gets taken again. And I still, like, I think it's a really good one. And I think it actually is just, like, the heart and soul of the show. Um, so Leslie Nope and Ron Swanson mm-hmm. in Parks and Recreation, 
Um, another of those just like platonic friendships. I think it like again like they they made a whole episode about their friendship. Like the in the last season when they're stuck in that room together and they just kind of have to because that's when they had that like that falling out. Um, and yeah, I just think that friendship is so so important to the show. Um, one of my friends is like the way they communicate is how you and I communicate. Like just Leslie constantly like pestering Ron to like talk to her. <laughs> uh, but that, that I was going to go with that. And then I was also going to go with Mordecai and Rigby from regular show. Um, I love that show. I think it's my favorite cartoon network show and they're just, it's just such a stupid show, but their friendship is just, it always makes me laugh. And I think it's just one of those. We talked a lot about all of these like really pure, like innocent friendships. I think they definitely fit that bill. Just like, because the show, I mean, the episodes are like, what, 15 minutes long? Um, and they're just like Mordecai and Rigby just getting up to some crazy, you know, hijinks or adventures. So, like, I think that their friendship just sells that show. Man, that show's not talked about enough. I think Adventure Time stole a lot of its its glory. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. What about you, Damon? Uh, so, so, of course, I really thought Marshall and Ted were going to get picked. Yeah. Um. So I, I stayed away from them, but that's obviously on my list. I had Nick and Schmidt. Mm-hmm. I had Buffy, Willow, and Xander, of course. Yeah. CC, yes. Um, Troy and Abed was up there, of course. But, you know, I also had, like, Scooby and Shaggy. You know, yeah. the original yeah. Scooby gang. They're amazing. Uh, at the South Park 4, uh, that crew is super tight, you know, even when one dies every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the, that 70s show crew love them. uh such a good group they're always ragging on each other uh and then I, I i really thought about maybe the community the act just the whole group from seasons one through four yes even pierce even though i hate pierce um but you know i just really love the dynamic between the whole group because you really did get to see them bond together as a group and then individually in pairs and you got to see how they they, you know, were similar in how much they were not. Um, and they just had so much fun together. And they, they really enjoyed being around each other. And I, you know, I thought that was probably one of my favorite parts of watching Community was their friendship. Like, all of them together was super fun. And then I cannot uh, leave this episode without mentioning SpongeBob and Patrick. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Iconic. Super iconic. So... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I think I went with the right ones though. How do y'all feel about y'all's lists? Yeah, I obviously I'm salty about some being stolen, but I um I I really like the way all these turned out. I think they're all very different. I'm glad that there were a lot of groups picked because I knew those. I just I didn't have any on my list, so I was hoping there would be groups like picked. So um i'm also glad how different ours turned out ryan i'm glad you went for some that were not because sitcoms are like the easiest to pull from with friendships and comedies in general so i'm glad you went with some that were not necessarily sitcoms but um y'all this was super we said at the top it was gonna be wholesome as hell and it was very wholesome and i just love all these Mm -hmm. friendships (laughs) yes um okay real quick uh everyone's mvp pick of the draft you're you're you think the one pick that just was in undeniable. Nadia. Ooh, me go first? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Ladies first. Ladies first. That's stressful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Hold on one second. I'm probably going to say Jake and Charles from Brooklyn Nine-Nine for Damon. Yeah. That was such a good pick. I love it. Yes. Brian. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Nadia picking the new girl crew. That was just the home run. It really was. Like, someone was going to pick some new girls, I felt like. I felt like we all had them on our list in some way. Right? Am I correct? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 they can change around a lot, so I think they were all on our mind. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, my favorite pick, I, I think, is Buffy, Willow, and Xander. I, I, I just... I think I'm regretting not going with them. <laughs> and so that yeah, that's that's my pick. Uh, really good one. And that the fact that you got them third your third pick, deal. Was not this expecting is... it at all. <laughs> Kyle, what's yours? Uh, my favorite is definitely Corey and Sean. Um, that's just like growing up. That was my complete like picture of friendship, and it kind of still is. Like still friendship is. is so important. So I love that pick. Hey guys, we're back. Uh, Anchor loves to play tricks on us when we're having fun. Um, but uh, right before we got cut off, Damon was just making like kind of a final point about all these picks. Yes, and it was, you know, nothing crazy. Just I wanted to say if you get anything from this, it's just that friendship is important. It's so important. It makes lives easier. It, You know, to be a friend to someone could be the single most important thing you can do in your life sometimes. Um, friendships have been vital to me, key. And I, I think that's probably true for a lot of us. And so always let them know how much you care and that you're always there for them. Because everyone we drafted on this list is there for each other. So do that for your friends. Absolutely. Any other thoughts for anyone else, guys, before we go? No, it's just, it was tons of fun. I think this was the the funnest draft yet. I had a lot of, uh, a lot of enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan coming back for the third time. You're practically the co-host at this point, man. (laughs) Thank you for coming back. Uh, thank you, Nadia, for joining us. Please come back. <laughs> I will if you guys want me. <laughs> oh, you did a great job. I really, really like your list, and I definitely am hyped for Shira now. So, awesome! It is my goal in life to convert as many people as possible to watch Shira and most other animated television shows. So, <laughs> yes. Well, I see that all of us are watching Dragon Prince, so I can't get y'all to watch it. I'm just happy that we all are. Yes. Yep. Well, it was a pleasure to have y'all guys, and we definitely will have y'all both back at some point. Um, what do we got cooking for the next few weeks, Kyle, before we go? Okay, so help me out, co-hosts, because I know the – I don't know order. I know that um, we have a, a – um, we're going to do a, a band-themed one, right? Is that is that yeah. what's coming up next? We're playing with the, the name, and, you know, essentially it's going to kind of be like build the restaurant draft, except we're building our own bands. Uh, fiction style so yeah, yeah it's gonna be pretty fun and we're bringing back uh, a favorite we're bringing back our friend austin yes they expect a lot of fighting um expect a lot of bickering and that's why we love them 
um and then uh at some point we were definitely going to be running a uh we we did superman and now we're going to be running a a batman um a little bit different we're gonna be running basically building our own um like batman rogues gallery uh and drafting kind of our essential batman ones um so expect that sometime in the future um but we've got a lot of ideas cooking guys as always um if you have feedback from this episode if you want to see some more potential episode ideas um if you'd like to be a guest uh just please hit us up at um planet fantasy podcast at gmail.com um yeah uh damon am i missing anything you're not i mean we have a bunch of other ideas those are the only two concrete ones we have scheduled but oh well we well, let's tease october real quick yes october is going to be halloween it's going to be a halloween episode every week we're hitting all the major points movie tv monsters in the candy it's yeah. going to be lit it will uh we will uh, we'll work out work out scheduling obviously um but um i think that will be a fun month we've obviously not done you know a whole themed month before but we were talking about it damon and i were talking about it and we we're like we can't i mean that's it's obviously the best month of the year so we have <laughs> to really kind of commit um but we've got some some fun ideas for that already um but we yeah uh as always, my friend, thank you for another great episode. Thank you to our guests for joining us. And um, yeah, until next time. Until next time.